This is the Amblecote Christian Centre podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the fourth, the final instalment of our Vision Update 2021 podcast. Tim Barton, how are you feeling on this occasion of the last one? I think you've massively overegged it there, <laughs> but it's a great introduction. But yeah, no, it's good. It's been, it's been good. It's been fun. Me and Tim feel like we've kind of warmed up as we've yeah, gone along. Definitely. So the last podcast was was probably a bit more helpful than the first one in some ways. So either we're going to carry on that trajectory or crash back down in number four. I have so, faith. Yeah. <laughs> so, mate, do you want to, just in case people have clicked on this and this is the first one. So I guess our th- thing to say there is, if that's the case, go back, listen to one, two and three. Uh, this is the fourth podcast. But as a quick summary... In the first one, we looked at what it means to be part of our church family. Um, We talked a bit about that's what we believe, uh, but it's also, um, and we really focused on how it's about following Jesus in pursuing community mission and discipleship together with this group of people. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of brought us to the place of looking at our vision, where are we heading, where are we going as a church family? And that's towards groups of people faithfully living out community, mission and discipleship together. But what are they? Someone may ask. So what we did in podcast two is we looked deeper into community and some of the ways that that's expressed as part of our church family and obviously firstly in our lives. And then in podcast three, we looked at discipleship. And so that leaves today... Mission. Mission And hopefully in the last podcast you'll see that kind of when we get talking about one, you end up talking about the others. So you may feel like the podcasts are a bit of a spiral and each one brings you a little bit closer to understanding how the three connect. So um, that's okay. If you feel that's okay. If you think, hang on, I've heard this already, we'd hope that would be the case. And that's been our experience, like doing the podcast, that each one feels like you hone in a little bit closer to what you're trying to talk about. And the other thing is that, um, just to say again, we've said this before, but it's not a process of do one, then do the next, then do the other. So although this is the third one, it doesn't mean it's the final thing to think about. For some of us, this might be the first thing for us to think about. That's right. Because they're connected, community, discipleship, mission, it's the life that Jesus called us to. None is sort of more important than the other. Um, But yeah, so let's get into mission. Let's do it. So Tim, do you want to kick us off with what do we mean by mission? So, uh, in the last podcast, we um, talked about Jesus' words before he left his disciples at his ascension at the end of Matthew's Gospel. So, we'll read them again now. So, Jesus said, he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you, and behold, I'm with you to the end of the age. And this fundamentally is what we mean by mission so the very word mission just simply comes from the latin missio which means to send so we're sent by jesus out into the world to make disciples yeah or after last week's podcast to make apprentices of jesus so when we talk about mission that's what we're talking about we're talking about being sent by jesus into the world to teach others how to live the jesus life Go on, sorry, I was quitting yeah, in there, but, I think, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think that's a critical verse, obviously, you shared, but there are yeah. others, aren't there? There's, yeah. there's many, actually, we could draw. Let me just pick out a few. Mm. So John 20, 21, um, Jesus says to his disciples, to his followers, as the, or his apprentices, as you said, he, he says, as the Father has sent me, 
so I am sending you. Uh, so Jesus was sent to reconcile us to God. Mm. And so in the same way, um, as he does in a lot of his ministry, he calls us to then go and he sends us as agents of reconciliation into the world. To do what he did as good apprentices. To do what he did. Yeah. Paul picks up uh, on this theme um, in his second letter to the Corinthians as well. He says these words, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us he gave us the ministry of mm. reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, mm. God making his appeal through us. So when we become, as we've said, his apprentices, it's exciting. We're not only apprentices, yeah. we've got another one. We're also ambassadors. That's worth pausing on, isn't it? It's lovely. It's an interesting thought. We're apprentices, yeah. but we're ambassadors. And again, like if in the last podcast we sort of took some time to imagine, say so like maybe just take a moment to imagine this that um, when we're talking about mission and being missional, what this is the heart of it that yeah. God is making His appeal to a broken world through you. Yeah, like you are the agent of reconciliation. You are the 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 ambassador that God makes His appeal through. And again, like if you imagine Jesus coming to us and saying. I'm so grieved over the state of the world and I'm sending you to go and tell them of the hope that is in me. That's the heart of this, isn't it? You know? And I think as we pick up that word sort of ambassador, what's great is, and we'll come to this in a little bit, it's not just about what we say. Yeah. But it is that again what we've talked about in the previous, the way, the way of life. Yeah. And and speaking something different with our words and with our lives together. So another one, shall I do another passage? Um, yeah. Romans 10. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? So again, if God is going to reconcile the world to himself through Jesus, then people must hear that message, believe it and follow it. Therefore, somebody has to declare that message. And what Paul is saying here is actually, how are people going to hear? How are people going to receive that message unless someone is sent to speak that message? It's a very logical train of thought, really. It makes sense. So again, this idea, I think another way we can think about mission, this idea of being sent, that yeah, we are yeah. sent. You know, Jesus um, says, you know, as, as the Father sent me, so now I send you. Yeah. Um, so that's all of us. Um, it's part of what it means to follow Jesus. I think we've been yeah. clear throughout these podcasts. These things aren't for some people to do. That's right. And other people to sort of, you know, watch. Actually being missional is central. Being an ambassador um, teaching, showing, calling, inviting others to come into the community of Jesus is part of just part of what it is to follow Jesus, really. It's part of the way of life he calls us to, isn't it? The exactly. rhythm, the habit, the pattern yeah. that is folded into the normal warp and weave of our, of our life. Yeah, and I remember um, somebody saying once, you know, when Jesus invites us into the game, if you like, he doesn't invite us into the stands to watch. You know, we're not going invited just to watch the football match. Actually, he brings us on the pitch and says, right then, now you're, you're part playing of right this. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're part of this game now, you know, you're part of it. And 
there's an amazing humility of God in that, a beauty yeah. of God in that, and hopefully a stirring in our hearts. Mm. I think many of us will feel that stirring of the broken world and saying, well, what, what are we going to do about this? And I guess the kingdom of God answer is, is sending us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hands and feet of Jesus is another image, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. So just picking up there, Tim. Yeah. Let's talk about evangelism then. Okay. Because why are we talking about mission and not evangelism? Why wouldn't we say, you know, well, this is evangelism, surely. It's about community, discipleship and evangelism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be a better word? <laughs> and a word that some of us might be more familiar with. And in some ways they mean the same thing. Like they're both... Um, they both kind of mean appealing to others to come and follow Jesus with us. But the reason really that we prefer mission is because the word evangelism has picked up a load of unfortunate associations um, over recent decades across the Western world, really, but maybe especially in the UK. So what I mean is um, sometimes when we hear evangelism, <laughs> what we tend to think about can be like the three minute gospel that's doing evangelism yeah. is communicating the three or um you know giving someone some information that jesus has died for your sins you need to believe in him then you'll be saved and have eternal life like that's the doing evangelism is somehow saying that yeah and um obviously those things are part of the message of jesus but that's not the total of what jesus sends us to do um and another temptation for us is to think when we hear evangelism is to think just about evangelistic events or yeah. services like we do evangelism when we run an alpha course or we do evangelism when we have a outreach service where some really gifted speaker preaches a probably you Tim preaches a gospel <laughs> message and then that's kind of doing evangelism mm. now you know we wouldn't want to deny that kind of communication of information about Jesus really matters like that's obviously crucial yeah and um, like Paul says like how can you believe yeah. if you haven't heard there is a message yeah. that you have to hear and believe isn't that that's clear right. but that's not all that it means to be sent by Jesus and yeah. um, to be missional and in our culture increasingly actually to just say the simple gospel message if you like increasingly makes no sense to people because they don't have a Christian background anymore. They haven't gone to Sunday mm. school. They haven't grown up in church. So to talk about sin and atonement and that kind of thing, it just doesn't compute for them because they don't even understand the terms you're using. And nor do they understand that, that Jesus is calling us to a whole way of life. You know, mm. like, That's something that I think very few kind of non-Christians that I know um, understand at first they don't understand that following Jesus is about living a certain way yeah. um, it's a very different culture in today isn't it yeah. that we were in even 30 40 years ago yeah in terms of the trend of the move away from Christian foundations and understanding we, we know now we can go into a school and ask about Easter yeah. and many of the children will have no idea yeah. it has anything to do with Jesus so that's kind of the culture we're in isn't it so you know Billy Graham can yeah. preach what he preached because those in his stadiums knew the narrative, yeah. you know, but people don't know the narrative now. It's true. So all of this is to say that we, we use mission more than evangelism because it just helps us remember, I think, that when we're talking about this, we're talking about the shape of our whole lives, that mm -hmm. our whole life needs to be missional. 
that as we live the way of Jesus, we invite those who don't follow him in, yeah. not just into a service, not just into a set of beliefs, but into a way of life and into our community. You know, people need to hear the gospel, the truth about who Jesus is, but they also need to see the gospel lived out in yeah. practice, to see what it means to be his apprentice. Um, and that's, I guess, part of the links to community, mm -hmm. isn't it, mate? That, you know, what are we calling people to? Yeah. What is like, if we're not displaying the reconcil reconciling love of God in our community, like, you know, we have to have that to offer it to others, don't we? Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think um, we talked a bit about that, going back right to the first podcast, didn't we, that it's about, it is about believing yeah. who Jesus is, and we talked about the central beliefs, uh, but it's also about following Jesus with our lives. And I think that if we simply preach um, a gospel of words, yeah. then actually what people can say, oh, that's great, but let me see it in your life before you tell me how to live. Yeah. Similarly, if we just live with our, our lives and we don't speak the gospel, as Paul said, well, how will people know yeah, exactly. why we live in a certain way? And that's why it's about both, I think. Yeah, and I think we'll get on um, probably later in this podcast about where this lands individually and mm. stuff and how we actually, what it means to live a missional life. But before we do that, mates... Um, like we've asked in all these podcasts, so what does this mean for where we're going as a church and how we're going to lead as elders? Like, yeah. How does this inform um, the way we'll try and engage with mission here at Amblecope? So if mission is central to what it means to follow Jesus, then really as elders, um, our passion and our longing is to nurture encourage and inspire all of our church family mm. to be missional in the way that we live yeah and um, so the emphasis really is on how each of us individually and us as a community sort of live our day-to-day -day lives with non-believers so of course as we've said we will occasionally and you know run an alpha course or yeah. i know we've we've done life examined and yeah. you've been involved in that tim with um, we may have services that particularly focus on um, non-believers. We did one, I can't remember now, a few months ago. Didn't carol we? service is a good example, yeah, isn't it? carol service. We will do those things and they're all great. That's brilliant. But the main way <clears throat> that we want to invest our time, our energy, our money is helping every one of us, each one of us, to live our day-to-day -day lives as ambassadors for Christ. So yeah. it's kind of saying we don't want to put in the, the centre big evangelistic events um, because we don't think that's the best way that we live out mission. We will yeah. occasionally do these things. Yeah. And again, that's great. That's brilliant time. There's moments, isn't there, when those things are right and fit and that's brilliant. But the main emphasis of mission, as we believe Jesus taught it, is that we would live our whole lives um you might want to say before and with yeah. non-believers. So we share our life with them, we share our love with them, and we invite them and we speak to them and we share the good news and we invite them to walk with us and follow Jesus as we have found you know, him. It reminds me of uh, that bit in Sermon on the Mount where Jesus talks about letting your light shine before others so that mm. they can see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That sort of, for those outside the Christian community... Mm there is a sense of living before them that they need to see yeah. to awaken a desire in them for mm. something of God, you know. Um, 
So it's really important then, mate, isn't it, that we have, like if we're not in sharing our life with non-believers, if, mm. if we could say like, who are the non-believers who can see your way of life? And if the answer's none, yeah. we can't really do can that then, see? can we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think like, we'll talk a bit about this in our everyday life in a moment, yeah. but as a church family, if you like, yeah. Our focus then will be actually if we're going to do anything sort of corporately and together, it will be things that inspire and create environments where relationships can be formed between those of us who know Jesus and follow him and walk with him and those who don't know him yet. So, do you want to throw a few examples out there? People yeah. don't know kind of some of what we do already. And Definitely, that. and this isn't the whole to- the sum total. There'll be things we're not aware of. There'll be things yeah. happening, uh, but a few good examples. Um, tots, we have a tots group. We uh, did before COVID. Well, we should do again. That is true. <laughs> a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these examples are pre and post COVID. Yeah, um, it'll come back. It'll come back. So we have a tots group again. That's not um, about sort of having a God spot necessarily or although we can do things like that that's fine but the emphasis is about creating an environment for families to meet and for to share to build relationships and share life together and we've run lunch clubs which is the same we moved from kind of um, gathering kids to gathering families and that's given us some great opportunities to connect with those who don't know Jesus Horbush family afternoons, some of the stuff we do in youth, um, some of our outreach with the elderly. Again, recently our Christmas outreach, some of those things were about actually how do we serve and create um, moments of connection with uh, non-believers. I think it's worth saying, Tim, that um, kind of the most of the growth, the new people joining our church and coming to faith over the last couple of years have been in exactly this way, haven't they? They've yeah. built a relationship in one of these environments, mm-hmm. got to know a few of us, yeah, and ended up becoming interested in Jesus and started a journey yeah, with him, yeah. haven't they? And I think that's, um, yeah, definitely. I think it, we've shared a few of those testimonies yeah. over the last few years. There's yeah. probably a couple more coming yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> pipeline. It'd be good to share those, but I think you're right. I think what we've seen is an environment that... that that really just creates an opportunity. It's nothing more than that, really. Yeah, yeah. And then what is needed in those environments is those of us who love Jesus, know him, to go and really see who God is leading us to and see who God is connecting us to and building a relationship. And then then be learning, oh, okay, this is a way of life and then connecting into a group of wider people. Living before them yeah. and living with them. Yeah. And then embracing them in. Yeah, and we've seen some of those baptised and we'll see some of those in, you know, in the future, which is exciting. Yeah. So I think like we we want to say, I suppose, to our church family that as an eldership, our focus is not that we won't do some of the events type things, yeah. they're, they're yeah. fine. But if we're going to really put something at the centre of our activities, let's say, or our, our things that we do together, it will often be and increasingly be the environments yeah. that, that create a possibility for friendship, relationship, that then gives um, a way that we can reach people missionally. Yeah, and maybe another different way to say this is say the emphasis is not on creating a moment to share the gospel message as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. We're very comfortable sharing the gospel message, if you like. Yeah. But the main emphasis is on building a friendship. Yeah. Like inviting people to dinner, going yeah. for a walk in the park with them, 
you know, inviting them on the church family holiday. And as they come into our lives, yeah. that in there we have many appropriate moments to share with them the love of Jesus, the kind yeah. of message of the gospel, and, and to call them into a way of life. And it's worth saying that it's not, this certainly doesn't um, remove the need to share the message no. of Jesus, forgiveness of sins, all of those things are central. And if we don't do that, we, we just build some friendships. Well, that person can never become a Christian, yeah. can they? They so can. that is central to it. But like Tim said, what we're saying is it's not let's get the message in as soon as we can because, you know, it's actually saying how do we share our life with someone? Yeah. And then I believe that, that God will move in that relationship and I've seen this happen. And then there will come a time when those messages need to be said, you know, we need to explain about sin, to explain about Jesus and his death and yeah. the yeah. resurrection and all those things but it's within the connection of a, a relationship and community, really. And I think kind of we could probably be a bit honest that where we're at with a church family. And, you know, the truth is that in the last few years, we have offered Alpha courses, we have offered life examined events. And truth be told, although some people have come along, largely we haven't we either haven't invited friends or we just haven't had people that are interested. Mm. So those events normally only attract a handful of people. Mm. And what that says to me is that we don't need to do more of those events at the moment because we haven't got a group of people who are desperate to kind of hear that information. Mm. So probably rather than running lots of courses, we need to throw lots of barbecues yeah. and like... Yeah, yeah. get stuck in with community events and have our neighbours around for them. Those are the sort of events we need to prioritise rather than kind of a gospel service that two people might come to on already following Jesus. Yeah, 100%. So what we've been doing in these podcasts is we've put invitations out. Yeah. Uh, because some of us might, I mean, we can summarise that, can't we, in terms of mission is about our lives, sharing our lives with those who don't know Jesus. Uh, creating environments for that but I guess some of that question is then mm. yeah but what what do we do what 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 do we do yeah. about that what's my next step yeah and yeah. uh, my small group's next step yeah. or whatever yeah well if you've got a handout um you should turn it over to the reverse side where we've done a little flow chart and if you haven't got the handout in front of you can I really encourage you like this is worth getting a hold yeah. of off the website so on the whole church teaching tab, um, these podcast notes, they are up live, aren't they, Tim? I haven't checked yeah. recently. In fact, they will be. <laughs> well, before this podcast goes out, we will have checked yeah. that all of the handout notes are up. They're so definitely you, on the podcast link anyway. So, yeah, yeah, brilliant. They'll be there. So, if you get this one, the, the notes for podcast for a mission, you'll see this flow chart. And mm. this is really dangerous to create a flow chart. What have we done? Because it could give everyone the idea of this is like a, a kind of exam. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get to the bottom, you've succeeded. <laughs> and if you get sort of stuck near the top, you're a Christian failure. And that's not the idea of this. But the idea is to help us honestly to come to terms with how missional our life is. Mm -hmm. And there's no condemnation in that. But we're not going to grow in this area unless we can face reality are we and that's probably a really good point just to pause and just say let's not 
let's not get defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get defensive, I must admit, you know, I work for a church, most of my life is spent with believers, if I'm honest. So at this point, it's easy for me to go, ah, Tim's having a go at me here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's he's saying I've got to do something more. So again, let's use that word invitation. Yeah. So I want to receive this as an invitation to live more of the life that Jesus calls me to. That role he's given you as an ambassador yeah. to actually grow into it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, as I grow in that, I will feel closer to Jesus. Yeah. I will be living out more of the life that he offers. Yeah. So it's an invitation, isn't it? And the other thing to resist is to like see people come into faith as like notches on our personal chart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If we start being missional because we want to feel good about ourselves and like a convert is like a notch that makes us feel great well we we need to spend some time <laughs> unpacking that with the lord because the object is not our performance but the growth of the love of god isn't yeah, it yeah. and and the like hope for a broken world so it's not it's not about us yeah and we know don't we that many missionaries spend years and years and years just embedding themselves into a community and so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, take us through it, Tim. All that being said, let's face reality of where we're at. Say the first question we put on there is just write a list. Like, who are the non-Christians in my life? That's a fundamental starting point. Um, And by in my life, I don't mean like I'm aware someone lives opposite who isn't a Christian, but in my life in an ongoing way that I might regularly interact with them and have a meaningful relationship with and the first question I think we need to ask is, are there enough, really? Um, because if we don't have anyone or, or not ha- hardly anyone in our lives, then it's just impossible to mm. be missional to, mm. because we don't have those points of contact with people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. So I think we've just put a few ideas down, haven't we, mate? That if the honest answer to that is no, there isn't, we just need to think a bit practically about where we might meet people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we put some ideas, you know, develop a hobby, get to know your neighbours, volunteer. Like mm-hmm. sometimes to join, to do something with people is a great first step, yeah. you know. And that's where some of the things that we do, this will be part of it as yeah. a, as an amble coat or opportunities, aren't they? Yeah, get, yeah. Get down to the Horbush family afternoons and spend some time talking with some people or the lunch clubs or... Yeah. whatever that's Common one of the ways chop up freak for tots and yeah. maybe you'll start to get to know some people yeah however uh, if the answer is yes that we've got you know uh, a number of non-christians in our life the next question i think needs to be kind of are we intentional do, like do we spend enough time with them say i might be able to list to you like 10 non-christians i kind of know yeah but if i'm only seeing them twice a year again what's the opportunity for them to come to see and know my life and for me to love and serve them probably quite limited so that's the second question really is how much time do we have with them and if the answer is no tim i guess we're back to rhythms and habits aren't we rather than just extra effort for a week yeah yeah yeah. or feeling really bad about yourself and then Yeah. yeah yeah i think we can look at our time again can't we so the if you don't spend enough time with them, the solution is not to like plan a big week at the end of Feb yeah. where you'll kill yourself spending loads of time with them, but yeah. you can't keep that up. There has to be a 
and a kind of reflecting on the rhythm of our lives. If we're so tired and busy, we haven't got time for people who don't know Jesus. The invitation is Mm. to come back to what's it mean to live like Jesus and in his way and in his rhythms and patterns. And I've got a personal sort of reflection on that, that I found, for example, with my neighbours, that lockdown, I spent much more time at the start of lockdown with my neighbours than I normally do. Yeah. Now, largely that was because everybody was there and no one could go anywhere. (laughs) I get that. But it was also because... My, t- my time wasn't as stretched in some ways. Yeah. So my time had been reorientated and actually I could have a bit of a longer conversation on the drive rather than a hello, get in the car and drive off <laughs> because I was off to a meeting. Yeah, yeah. I started to create, and I know in me that I've at times let that go again. Mm. But so again, personalising this for me, it'd be an invitation to how can I change my day mm. so that actually some of that time I can find again slow ourselves down yeah. in many ways yeah so if if they that is in place that you know obviously there's always more time could be spent yeah. with some but if we are spending real really time with people um on a regular basis then i think the next question is just about intentionality mm. like we said with um discipleship you can you can get together with christians in small groups but never really help one another grow because you've not got any intentionality about it you're not kind of attentive to that and I think the same is true here like and I think intentionality kind of starts with prayer Mm. yeah like in time yeah and sort of saying Lord you know bring this person to you and open a door for me and help me to you know live vulnerably before them yeah and then I think intentionality goes from there into love like to deliberately love and care for the people and then into conversation you know to be and that's not just communicating information again it's it's being vulnerable with my life letting someone in to see my life and exploring their life and in the midst of that it is almost guaranteed that the things of Jesus will come up Mm. because if they're in your life and you're you're merging your life with this other person and those things will will come up sometimes of course we have to be a bit brave and things but um again it's a natural outflow of being mm. intentional in in uh, with that person does that make sense yeah 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 so if that's a struggle for you then again we've sort of said maybe the thing you could do is like just get some support mm. like with your Christian community, who could pray for you, who could encourage you, who could kind of chat to you and say, you know, how's it going? That's a really good, um, simple application for those who are meeting in small groups or, you know, groups of twos or threes, however we meet, if you're Christians, actually asking each other, you know, who are you, be, you, know, who are you building a relationship with and yeah. how's that going and maybe be a bit accountable in that and pray, not to, <laughs> like you say, it's not to be down on each other, yeah, yeah, but yeah. to pray for one another and believe that God is doing something in that person's life. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then the last step, mate, really, is um, if kind of all of that's in place, then I, I think the next thing um, that we could think about together is, uh, okay, this person knows me, um, you know, we are, we have got a good relationship, and there's some opportunity there. Mm. But the Christian life can't be lived on its own, can it? So if they just see my life detached from anyone else's, they don't really see the fullness of Jesus's way of life. 
the fullness, they have to not just see me, but see me in my Christian family. Yeah. So I think another thing we can do that we don't, might not often think of is we can start to invite that person into our Christian community. So you're saying we bring them to church on a Sunday? Maybe, if, they, if that <laughs> would be helpful. Just put that one in there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But I think what I more mean is like have, when your small group comes over for dinner and games, why don't you invite them as well? Yeah. Like, and say, here's a group of my friends. And why don't you spend some time with my friends? And, um, you know, sometimes we don't realise the richness of Christian community until someone else experiences it and says, wow, yeah. in Jesus' words, look how they love one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I've seen this in my life. You know, why, why are you friends with that person? Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> literally almost got asked that question. I, I almost don't. So this person couldn't understand what I had in common because we're from two different life stages. Two yeah. different, and, and I was able to share, you know, oh, it, it is actually jesus that that draws us together you know so yeah i think what you're saying then so we're not saying don't bring them to sunday service that feel could, free it could be great and we've seen you know that happen yeah. amongst us which is great but you're saying actually how do we invite them into more of our christian community expressions yeah uh, meals times together obviously all post-covid but yeah um so that they can witness what it, a christian community feels and looks like and you think of kind of comments that we have had from people who have, who have experienced something of that. And, you know, I remember like one kind of, for me, often a lot of the ways I've got to know people through sport. And I just remember like one guy in Nottingham, he, we played football with like, a couple of times a week. We went to the pub with him. We had like, we really got to know him. But it was actually when he started to, he, he actually joined a small group, if you like, or a missional mm. community. And it was when he started to see like the way that we lived together week in, week out, that things started to change for him. Mm. And he kind of eventually became a Christian, got baptised, became part, a full member, if you like, of that community. So I just, you know, some suggestions, we put yeah. that down, you know, like you don't necessarily have to do something extra, mm. but just invite them into a part of your current mm. life. You know, if you go walking with walking peeps, bring yeah. them along. Yeah. Why not? Like church family holiday if covid lets us we'll all go camping this summer mm. why don't you bring them along like mm. not say that somebody can run a special missional event but just that they can be part of our family you know and we put some other suggestions on the sheets mm. um, and i think like finally we'd say that that is probably the point where things like alpha and life examined and services can be helpful yeah and um, it can help people kind of actually draw to some sort of clarity some of their journey and their thoughts and be a, a kind of we all do need those moments yeah, where jesus yeah, knocks yeah. on the door yeah so you've you've got a friend that you're in their life they're part of it you're sharing your life but actually they they then connect into some of our yeah connections there still might be a point where actually yeah that i guess they experience a meeting with jesus in some way yeah. some of the things that we've got there can be helpful can't they absolutely so you know those things have their place but their place is towards the end of that flow yeah, chart yeah. rather than near the start so we kind of help hope that's helpful really um just to face where we are and maybe to give us some ideas about yeah. and and i guess tim would say wouldn't we that like in this we just invite you to listen to jesus really don't yeah, we? Yeah. like 
you know, his invitation, the kind of move of the Holy Spirit in you. Like, what is Jesus saying to you through yeah. this talk? It's just a talk, but what's Jesus saying to you about his call for you as his ambassador mm-hmm. in this coming season? And we'd say that, again, as we said at the start, it's a help. Yeah, yeah. yeah it might be that you do all this, which is great. I, I encourage, but that is... Yeah. carry on we're, really we're champions we'll cheer you on yeah. um, but there are those amongst us who may feel you know and I've often felt like this actually I want to be more uh, I want to be more of Christ's ambassador that's yeah. my heart you yeah. know I long for my friends my neighbours people who don't know people who are going through life with no idea of who Jesus is I long for them to know and this is just one way that hopefully help us move into that kind of missional missional role and hopefully just to return to where the church is going as well hopefully this is a helpful kind of grid for you as well Mm. so um you know if you're thinking well what's the church doing in terms of mission and stuff Mm. don't be surprised if if we're really trying to work in the framework that this kind of flow chart gives of how do we encourage us all to spend time intentionally and in our communities with others mm. and, and that sort of thing. Okay. I think, have we got there? I think we've got there, haven't we, really? So maybe just a couple of questions or like, say we've talked about the links between the three areas and I think we've made the link with community quite clear mm. on this, but we maybe haven't as much with discipleship. So I'd, mm. maybe I'll just say something about that, that um, one of the reasons mission is so connected with discipleship and apprenticeship is partly kind of in one direction because being Jesus's apprentice means living a missional life. Yeah. But it also works in the other direction. I, I found personally that it's when I am with people who don't know Jesus that I start to realise kind of the reality of my own apprenticeship to Jesus, Tim. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like um, kind of if 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 there's a kind of lack of reality there, then the place it's most exposed Mm. is really when I'm with others. And especially if they start to ask questions like, what's it like to follow Jesus? Well, I have to respond with the truth of what it's like for me. And so often mission, that's why it doesn't come last. Sometimes mission can come first. And we realise we need we more. And as we do that, we realise we <laughs> yeah. need more of Jesus. Yeah. And that encourages us to grow as his apprentices. Because we maybe we realise, like, I don't, I don't have to give what I would like. Yeah, yeah. So then it pushes us deeper into Jesus. And again, none of that's about guilt or performance, but yeah. it shows the kind of organic way these yeah. three things. That's why they all coexist you know and that happened in it in the life we see that in the gospels when jesus yeah. is taken you know walking around and um and these dynamics are playing out aren't they so the disciples yeah. kind of think they've got it and then it'll take them to a town and they realize oh no i haven't got it it and, doesn't work yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah things like that you know and jesus teaches him doesn't they say so, like they come it works and they come back rejoicing and he says they rejoice that the demons fell rejoice yeah. that you know so he corrects their identity yeah and when it doesn't work and like they couldn't drive the demon out yeah. and then he kind of starts to talk to them about their apprenticeship, well, have you really prayed and fasted? So yeah. Yeah. he does model a teaching mm-hmm. in mission. And I think that's, that is our invitation, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Come and learn with us. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's nothing new. No. 
So, you know, as we kind of close these four yeah. podcasts, you know, it's just some reflections from me would be, this may not sound revolutionary, the newest idea, and that's because it's quite old. Yeah. Um, we read the life of Jesus and we receive the faith that has been passed down. And our hope and our desire, our longing is that we, me personally, us personally, mm. but also us as a group of people as a church family that we would grow in that way of life yeah and what you know what better could we have as a vision than living and being more like jesus Mm. in the way that we live our lives why don't you pray for us as a sort of close of these four podcasts father we i just pray for each and every one of us father who hears these words now father you know And everybody listening knows that me, Tim, and Tim, and the elders, and whoever, we can't change our hearts or other people's hearts. Only you, Lord, can speak to our hearts and really bring the change that we long for. So, Father, we just ask now, wherever people are listening to this, Lord, that their heart would be drawn to you through these words. Mm. And that, Lord, we wouldn't just build a great church, but, Lord, that we would become... Uh, better disciples and that we would live the life Mm. the the blessed and full life that you have called every one of us to father i thank you that this call is not just for the professionals it's not a professional christianity it is for each and every one of us and i just ask that you'll put that call in each person's heart lord and that you'll be gracious with us um, and that you'll lead us as you have done so well over the past years lord and into the years in the future we thank you lord that we don't do this alone we do it with you and we do it together and we thank you for that blessing in jesus name amen amen as ever get in touch if you want to about anything we've said today uh, or join us in the zooms god bless Thank you for listening to Amblecote Christian Centre's podcast. For more information about who we are, what we believe, and how you can get involved, check out our website, www.amblecotechristiancentre.org.uk.